Good evening. This is Evangelist Valerie Laurie with Sharing the Word of God. Uh, Tonight we're going to be coming with Bible study and we're going to be coming out of the book of Habakkuk. And we're just going to cover one chapter of Habakkuk and then next week we will cover the rest and probably finish up the book. It's a real short book, but I wanted to take the time to uh, go through it. One of the things that I was amazed at, at at studying in the book of Habakkuk is how much Habakkuk really seems to relate to our culture uh, culture today and some of the things that Habakkuk was wondering. And so we find out that Habakkuk the prophet had some questions for God because he was seeing a lot of trouble in his society and he was seeing a lot of of sin. Things like uh, people who were sinning were, were just running rapid, rampant over the righteous people. And uh, Habakkuk wanted to know when God was going to turn the tide on all of this and make things not be the way that they were. And so sometimes in life, we wonder too, God, when are you going to change this? Or God, are you looking? Do you not see what's happening? God, don't you care? Or we might say things like, well, where is God in all of this? So some things in life, we just really, really don't understand. The setting for this is he is talking, um, he is, Habakkuk is from Judah. And Judah would uh, be invaded, Judah's going to be invaded by Babylon. And so uh, what God is about to do is have a dialogue with, uh, with Habakkuk. The thing is, is that whenever we have questions or whenever we have concerns about what's going on in our world, the main thing is, can we not curse God or get mad at God? Can we stay consistent with God, knowing that God is a God of justice and know that even though things may be going like they are, or you may be seeing things that you wish would change, know that God God may be allowing things to happen right at this time, but God is still in control. Man is making decisions here in the earth. But even in this story in Habakkuk and in our world today, Man might be making choices, but ultimately God is still in control. I've heard preachers say that, well, if God is in control of this, did he did he uh, uh, cause bad things to happen that we don't want to happen? You stop and you think about it. God has given us that free will um, to make a choice and to make a decision. But at any moment. If God were to put his foot down and if God were to judge us instantly for everything that we did, you would see that God still is in control because there's nothing that we do. There's nothing that you and I do that keeps the world spinning, makes the sun come up, makes the rain fall out of the sky. It's still all in the control of God, but it's the human nature in man And the behavior that's in us. But ultimately, whenever there is rampant sin, God is long-suffering 
and gives us opportunity to change. But eventually, God is going to judge sin. So Habakkuk is wanting to know from God when God actually was going to do something about the things that were happening and going on that he was seeing. So if we look at Habakkuk, starting at chapter 1, verse 1, it says, and I'm reading from the uh, King James Version, it says, the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. So there's a, uh, Habakkuk has a concern. There's an urgency about what he's seeing. And so the burden that he's seeing is heavy on his heart. It's heavy on him. And and it's causing his heart to have sorrow at what he's seeing. And he wants to know when some things are going to change because it's just too much. It's too much for him. He asked the Lord, how long is he going to cry? And sometimes I know we might say, how long are we going to cry, Lord? How long we got to go through this, whatever this may be? And you have to be blind and deaf not to know what's happening right now in our, in our country. So the question that Habakkuk asks, he says, how long will I cry? In verse number two, and you will not hear. Because that's what he's thinking, that God is not even listening. Or he's thinking that God is blind. How long do we got to cry out to you about the violence and you won't say? That's the mindset of Habakkuk. And I know that sometimes you might ask, Lord, how long are you going to see me in this situation? When are you going to change my circumstances? God, can't you see that I got so-and-so and so-and-so? Or God, don't you hear that they doing this and this and this and this? So that's how we see. We're wondering, well, where is God in all of this? But the thing about it is, is we got to remember that God sees it all. There's nothing hidden from the eyes of God. There's nothing out of the ear range of God. He sees and he hears. But it's the timing of something that we don't understand. We don't understand when God doesn't move in the timing that we want. And the timing that we usually want is now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not two years from now, but now, N-O-W. And so we don't, you know, we think that God doesn't see and he doesn't care. So he says in the third verse, and we're at Habakkuk chapter 1. Why dost thou show me iniquity, continuous sin, repetitive sin, and cause me to behold grievance? When a person's got a grievance, they got some complaints about something. It's just like you might have a grievance with something that might happen on your job. And you want to know, when is somebody going to do something about this? When is something going to change? Because I'm getting sick and tired and I'm fed up with it. God, can't you see? That's the question that we ask. Can't you see? Even in Psalms 13, Psalm of David, it says, um, 
And I'm reading from a New International Translation. It says, how long will you forget me, O Lord? Uh, you going to forget me forever? I paraphrase that part. How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I lay up cares within me and have sorrow in my heart day after day? How long shall my enemy exalt himself over me? And that's Psalms 13, 1 through 2. So that's how man feels. There's nothing really new under the sun. And so if Abaca felt like that then, and in the Psalm of David uh, 13, he felt like that, that human condition, that human train of thought, it still exists now. So God, can't you see? Don't you know? God, when you going to change my circumstances? And my situation is the question that we might find our own self asking. Habakkuk says that all he sees in this third verse is spoiling and violence. He says, and there are those that raise up strife and contention. And to me, this very much seems like what is happening in our world today. Violence, taking and stealing, strife, and stirring up contention. Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Satan got the same old strategy, same old tricks. So he says in the fourth verse, Therefore the law is slacked and judge slacked, and the judgment doth never go forth. Don't you feel like sometimes we might feel like uh, there's a saying, um, cultural saying, it says they need to get got. So it's like he's saying here that the law is slack and judgment never comes. So in other words, seem like the wicked just keep on flourishing. The wicked just keep on doing what they do. And it seems like the wicked outdo the righteous is the way that it's looked at. And nothing really never seems to happen to them. But you know, the Bible says for us to watch as well as to pray. The Bible says you got to be ready because you never know when the Son of God is going to return. So the timing of it all, we might not understand. But believe it, that God does answer. He answers prayers. But we may not believe it. We may not think it's happening. But God is still in control. But what we just don't understand is the timing of the thing. And it's like, it reminds you of children when you go take them off. They keep asking before they get to the destination. Are we there yet? How long is it going to take? I'm tired. Are we almost there? And that's the question that they ask. So you reverse that. And that's what we ask. God, when are you going to take care of this? When are you going to fix this thing? Is what we end up asking God. Judah, 
during this uh, time frame had been under kings who had been wicked. The land was lawless. People were doing what they wanted to do. And God was about to bring about a correction to the people. But it was going to be in God's timing. Don't think for one second that God looks and he don't, he's not going to judge sin. Because he is. Don't you think one time that God sees evil and he not bring about justice for his people. Don't you think that God winks at sin no matter who it's from. Even if God loves you or he loves me. If you or I sin. There's going to be a correction that comes to us. So the key is not to continuously practice sin. So Habakkuk is just wondering, God, when are you going to do something about this? When are you going to make some changes? When will the, the, the wicked stop flourishing over the righteous? So he says in the fifth verse, Behold ye among the heathen and regard and wonder is what the Lord says. I will work a work in your days which you will not believe, though it be told you. So here it is that Habakkuk is complaining. But God is speaking up to let him know that he's going to do something. And when he shifts this thing, you're going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed at what the Lord will do. We wait for the day that we'll see God do something in our world. And when he begins to move, we better watch out. Amen. Because this is the thing about God. God is sovereign and he moves when he moves in his own timing. We may not understand the timing of the Lord. We may not even understand what God is doing. Sometimes when we see a thing, we might think that what we're seeing is evil. And then what we think is good, it might be evil. And what is evil might turn out to be good. I think I said that right. So... In other words, we have to be mindful of some things and just remember that God is always just. Remember that God is holy. God doesn't rush into things like we do. God gives man time to turn from his wicked ways. So he says, Behold, ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously at that fifth verse. For I will work a work in your days, which will which you will not believe, though it be told you. So he goes on and he tells Habakkuk that he's going to raise up a people, and it's the Chaldeans, the Babylonians. And he says, I'm going to raise them up. And they are bitter. He gives the characteristics of them. They're bitter. They're hasty. They're going to march throughout your land. 
They're going to take where you live. They are terrible. They are dreadful. They don't care about the dignity of anybody. Whatever goes with them, goes. He talks about their military strength. They've got horses in that eighth verse that are swifter than leopards. They are fierce like evening wolves. They spread out. The horsemen come from afar. They, they got the speed, just like he compares an eagle flying to eat. They fly. They want to take over. They're going to destroy. They're going to conquer. These are the Chaldeans. And so what is the reason for them even coming to take over Judah, to invade Israel? What is the reason for it? It's because of sin. And they're going to take them into captivity. And so to me, I look at our nation. We've got good people here. Evil. People who walk in righteousness. People who don't. To me, it this correlates to Habakkuk's time. He says, they shall come for violence. Their faces shall sup as the east wind, and they shall gather the captivity. So whenever the Babylonians or the Chaldeans would come, they come to divide and to conquer. They will come to steal and to pillage, and they're going to take captives. So the Lord is wanting Habakkuk to know, don't think that just because you don't see justice happening right now, don't think that. God says, don't think that I don't see because I do. So God was going to move in behalf and against the sin, but it's the timing of the thing. The Babylonians, they don't care anything about kings. They don't care anything about princes. This is verse 10. They derive strongholds for they are heap dust, heap dust and take it. They would build up dust to go over walls. So it's nothing you could do with the Babylonians. And sometimes in life, when you got so much coming up against you, you feel like people are going over walls to come against you. God, do you not see? God, do you not hear? God, do you not care? It's what we feel like. But you, that's when you got to stick with your relationship with God. My God shall supply my every need. God is watching out for me. i never seen the righteous forsaken. And that's the kind of thought that you have to have. So then he says that then shall his mind change and he shall pass over. I, and to me, when God shifts in his mind, to fix things the way that he wants to fix them, then you better be ready. A people that when God is passing over, we got to be ready. Because when God is passing over, I would be very, very fearful if if I was on the wrong side. He talks about the Chaldeans thinking that all of their might, all of their power, It's coming from a false God. 
They don't give any uh, praise and glory to God above, although they are being used by God to correct Israel, to correct Judah, to come up out of their sins. God ultimately is going to punish them because they're still in idol worship. Sometimes this reminds me of culture today where we look at our power and we relate everything in pride that look at what I've done. As the Babylonians were looking at their military strength, their might, their conquering of nations, that it was all them that was doing it. They gave no uh, credit to God whatsoever and their hearts weren't turned to God. But God is going to bring about a correction. He says in the 12th verse, Art thou not from everlasting? And this is what Habakkuk wants to know. Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We shall not die. O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment. So then... Habakkuk is coming to a different conclusion about God. So he realizes that God does see. And we need to realize God does see us. God sees our plight. God sees what we come up against and what we face. God hasn't turned a a deaf ear to us. He hasn't closed his eyes. But when we face some things, we got to know that God is trying to bring about a correction sometime. And correction sometime we don't want. But that's what God was doing with the Chaldeans. Excuse me. That was what God was doing for Israel. He was bringing the Chaldeans in because even Israel needed to repent. Just like when I was a child, everybody might not have been raised the way I was. But as a child, whenever we would mess up, my sister or my brother, I had parents that would whoop you. And what I mean by whoop you, they would whoop you with a switch or a belt. And back then, it wasn't looked at as child abuse. It was just looked at that's what parents did back then. I never did get the shoe, but I know some kids would get the shoe. You know, and then the parents would also make you go get the switch. I always made sure that when I went to get me a switch to get whooped with, I'd get a little bitty switch. I'd get the little switch I could find. But little did I know that still, them little switches still would tear your legs up. But those things that our parents did, if you were raised in that culture, I know the culture now might take away some things and put the kids in the corner, but that just wasn't the culture that I got raised in. I got raised in that that culture where your parents would tear you up with that switch or with that belt. I got raised in the culture where they say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, the village was raising the children because if you showed out in my culture uh, the time that I grew up in, if you showed out over across town at Miss Bessie's house, she could whip you. She could call your folks, and when you get to the house, you get another whipping. Because they were about they they were about bringing correction to you, and the correction was for your good. 
So the correction that was here for the children of Israel, Judah, going into captivity, was God was intervening. And God was bringing about a correction. The Judah, Israel, Israel would go into captivity. And God was using the people who conquered them to bring about correction. So sometimes in life when God can't get our attention and he has given us his long suffering, after a while, if you're not going to listen, God say, okay. My dad used to have a thing or saying, it's called, I can show you better than I can tell you. So at this point, God was taking his hands off and he said, I'm going to correct Israel. I can show you better than I can tell you. He had a correction. Habakkuk realized who God was. He says in that 13th verse, Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil. Canst not look on iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously. So he's saying God, Habakkuk is realizing God does see. And he holds his tongue when the wicked devoureth that man that is more righteous than he. So God sees what's, what's going on, but he's, he's long-suffering. God, in this situation, he's looking at the Chaldeans, and he knows what wicked people they are. He's looking at Israel, the, the people that he loves. He knows that there's wickedness going on amongst them. And God is seeing it, but he's still being a just God. He's still being a merciful God. So think about God with you and I. God sees us day to day, the good that we do. He sees us when we mess up. He sees us when we mess up to the point where we in habitual sin doing that sometimes, whatever we do. And he's, he's having mercy and he's having uh, uh, long-suffering with us. But if we continue in that sin, God is going to have to bring a correction to us no matter who we are. Because God does not wink at sin. It may not be today, as as Medea would say, that you get God. Tyler Perry's Medea. But the thing is, you're going to get God. So God is going to reckon and deal with sin, no matter who it is. He's long-suffering, but he is a God that is just. So we have to have a right uh, mindset when it comes to looking at how God does things. He says in that 14th verse, And thou makest men as the fishes of the sea, as the creeping things that have no ruler over them. And this is when we disregard God. Is he not our Lord? Is he not our creator? But when we go do just whatever we want to do and we forget about God, it's like we have no leader who is God. Habakkuk refers that they make up all of them with the angle, meaning they take up all of them with the angle. So when sin is abounding, we either get caught individually or we get caught in a net, just like fish. But we're going to get caught He says, and gather them in their drag, therefore they rejoice and are glad. So when the enemy catches us, 
and captures us. Think about Satan when he's fishing for people. He entices. He might catch you with a little hook. He rejoices. When we hang out with our buddies, they might entice us. and We just kind of do whatever we want to do. We do it all together. And it's like party over here, party over here. And we go together doing our sin. And it's like we like fish now. And we get caught up together in a net. So God is, is, is going to intervene. And he's going to step in. He talks about how the Babylonians sacrifice. And they see that they have captured people. And they are proud. They're proud of their tactics at going to conquer nations. They burn incense to their gods because they figure that their false gods are the one that's giving them all this power and allowing them to have all this power, but they don't recognize God. So you got God using an evil nation, and then you got the children of Israel sinning against God. So they're going to go into captivity. And you got Babylonians conquering. But God steps in and he looks at sin and he doesn't weaken sin. The question that Habakkuk had of the Lord, and we're going to get ready to wrap it up because I'm going to go into it next week. He says, shall they therefore empty their net and not spare continually? To slay nations? That's the question that he asks. I'm going to read it from, I think this is the Amplified Version, New International Version. It says, Is he to keep on emptying his net, destroying nations without mercy? So, Habakkuk wants to know, when is it going to stop? He believes God, and he knows that God is going to do what God is going to do. But he's wondering, are they going to keep on destroying nations without mercy? So we wonder now for us, when is all the things that we see that are going wrong in our world going to change? When is it going to change? We have to have the mindset that God is not winking at sin, that God sees evil, and that God is going to intervene. We have to know that God is seeing what's happening in our personal worlds. He sees the problem with our finances. He sees the problems with our health. If you got car problems, he sees that. If you have relationship problems, he sees that. Kids running all over the place. He sees that. Your house is a disaster because of COVID-19. Your your world is toxic-turvy. He sees it all. And so we have to know that God is caring for us and God is going to make some changes. But it's in the timing of God. So it goes back to something that I preached about can you walk with patience? 
can you learn to walk this walk of faith with patience? And can, can you still say, okay, God, you are my God. No matter what happens to me, you are my God. You are my Lord. And that's the relationship we have to build with him. When we know that God is a faithful God, when we know that God looks out for our welfare and in our best interests, then we trust, we have to trust in him. To know that God is watching over me and that God is going to work this out, but it's all in the timing of God. But until it gets worked out, I'm going to keep on trusting in him. I'm going to keep on doing what I need to do. I'm going to stay faithful and I'm going to believe God for a better day, a better tomorrow. I'm not going to doubt my God because he is a good God. And he is my Lord. And that's who I walk with, my Lord. And that's the way we have to leave it. So this has been the Bible study that we did for today. We came from Habakkuk chapter 1. And next week, Lord willing, we will finish up Habakkuk if we can. But we'll definitely be in Habakkuk 2. So chapter 2. So until we meet again next week. Believe in God, keep trusting in him, and know that God is going to work it out in your life. Enjoy the rest of your day, and be blessed. Bye-bye.